0: Dalvin Cook visits. The Jets sit their starters. Aaron Rodgers responds to Sean Payton. Let's talk about it today on Locked On Jets. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome, this is the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Monday, July 31st, 2023, and I'm your host, John B. from gangreennation.com. Thanking you so much for making the show your first listen or first watch every day. Subscribe to this show for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so that you'll get new episodes as soon as they're posted. If you're listening to this show and enjoy it and are on a podcast source, please give it a five-star review. If you're watching on YouTube, give this episode a big thumbs up. These things help us out and help other Jets fans find the podcast. Well, the big news over the weekend is that free agent running running back Dalvin Cook visited the Jets. News of this visit broke late last week. However, it was Sunday when Cook actually visited the team. He was around the Jets' training camp practice. Interesting weekend schedule. The Jets had both Friday and Saturday off. Bit unusual in training camp to have back-to-back days off. But the Jets, of course, are starting early this year, so Robert Sala has the flexibility of giving the guys a couple extra days off, maybe a couple more days than they'd usually get because they made it up by beginning their training camp practices earlier than everybody else. And it was the news. It was pretty much the news surrounding the jets of the weekend. The Dalvin cook was in town. The fans were encouraging him to sign with the team. There was a story that came out about cook was out in some store and some unsuspecting fan mentioned to him that if Dalvin cook signs with the jets, there'll be a super bowl contender. The guy had no idea. Apparently had no idea. He was saying it directly to Dalvin cook. Uh, So now we play the waiting game cook has left, the visit has ended. Cook remains unsigned. And I guess there's some uneasiness from some quarters of the fan base about you know, whether Dalvin Cook's going to sign. I mean, one thing I'll say about this, I don't think you could have expected this visit to conclude with a contract signing. You know, there's that old cliche whenever a player's visiting, don't let him leave the building. I just get the sense from the way this Cook thing was playing itself out that Cook was always going to quote unquote, leave the building. He's got a number of offers out there. You would think that he's going to explore all of his options before he makes a final decision on which team to sign with. I think one of the complications here is the running back market. It's just and it's one of the stories of the last couple weeks in the NFL and you've seen it with guys trying to get new contracts who are younger at the running back position. You've seen it, guys playing on the franchise tag. Nobody wants to pay a running back anymore and I can't say that the teams are really wrong on this. If you look at the direction the nfl has been trending not just the last couple of years but i'd say maybe the last i don't know 25 to 30 years the running back position just continues to be devalued teams are kind of figuring out that if you get good run blockers you can plug in multiple running backs you can have a committee and still get an effective run game i mean i still think a great back is a great back i think you know a guy who's at the top of the league really makes a big difference but you can get by with lesser backs if you have good blocking. And if you have bad blocking, you know, even a great back's going to look more human than, than his talent would suggest. So, Cook, it doesn't seem like the money's exactly where Dalvin Cook wants it to be. He's probably also thinking about situations. I said this on Friday. I'll, I'll say it again because I believe it's true. I think the whole Aaron Rodgers thing helps the Jets from a couple of standpoints. First of all, you know, Aaron Rodgers, even though the Jets did not land a lot of the free agents that were trying to land this off offseason, I still think, you know, the fact that Aaron Rodgers is on the team has to be a helpful thing when you're talking about free agency. And I think as much as anything, in recent years, it's not so much the Jets have been unable to sign free agents. It's that they've had to pay a premium because there really was not much else to attract them to the team because the team was so bad. The reputation was so shaky across the league. Now that you've got Aaron Rodgers in the mix, it's much going to be easier to sign guys. I, I would even say it's going to be much easier to sign guys. So, something to keep an eye on going forward with Dalvin cook. And, you know, some people are wondering, well, why hasn't he been signed yet? Why did they parade him around? Well, they're trying to recruit him. You know, I mean, that's part of the, part of the deal with these free agent visits that the team's trying to sell itself on uh, trying to sell itself to Dalvin cook. So cook's going to take this back. And, you know, there's rumors of Miami's interested, maybe Buffalo's interested, you know, we don't really know where he's going to end up. There may be some other team that enters the mix, but uh, here's another thing that I think maybe we lose track of because, Frequently, we are so in the mindset of just what's best for our team, what's best for the players, how much money does the player want, how much can my team afford. There's a much more practical consideration to think about when we're talking about a free agent with Dalvin Cook's track record, with his experience in the NFL and the time of year it is. And again, we lose track of this because sometimes it's, it's much more mundane. It's much less about the business dynamics. It's much less about the team dynamics. There's something that's true of veteran players in the NFL they hate training camp. They really don't like going to training camp. And I wonder if a little bit of this is just Dalvin Cook saying, you know what, I can take my time because I don't need to do, I don't need to go through training camp. I don't need to go through all the drills. I don't need to go through all the practices in the heat. It's been a hot summer so far. And as, as silly as that sounds, I would not be surprised if that was a consideration. In fact, whenever there's a veteran who actually holds out a training camp, I'm convinced that a Part of it is that they just don't want to go through the drills. And that's, you know, whenever you see a guy on the franchise tag who sits out training camp because he's technically unsigned, because when you're on the franchise tag, you actually have to sign the contract. Otherwise, you're considered an unsigned player and they can't find you for sitting out training camp. I really think that's part of the consideration. If you go all the way back, uh, you know, back to 2007, uh, 16 years ago. Michael Strahan in his final season with the Giants held out a training camp. You, there's no way you'll ever convince me that was anything other than Michael Strahan wanting to take training camp off because the Giants were not going to give him a bigger contract. He claimed it was about the contract. It was really about sitting camp out. So as silly as this sounds, I'm sure it's like some of you are probably laughing at hearing me say this. I really would not be surprised if, if part of this was just, he doesn't want to do training camp because he's a veteran player. And you know, I think about, but I've heard from some guys talk about the offseason program. Aaron Rodgers mentioned it. Uh, Thomas Morstead mentioned it on this podcast a few weeks ago when I had the Jets punter on. OTAs, you know, depends on the player. But players know how to get themselves into shape during the offseason. So these, this off-season program, when it comes around, everybody always freaks out when some player misses it. But it's really not a big deal because veteran players know how to handle it. And Aaron Rodgers said, you know, the OTAs, they're more important for the younger players who are still developing. But the veteran players, it's not that big of a deal. And I kind of view training camp as similar to that. I feel like training camp really existed for the NFL of decades ago when guys, you know, maybe were working second jobs, maybe they weren't in playing shape at the point they entered uh, the practice field in the summer. In this day and age, it's a it's a twelve month a year job. I mean, you're paid handsomely to be in shape. So I don't, I wouldn't worry that much if Dalvin Cook you know was wasn't signed for a little while now. And Robert Sala, when he spoke to the media suggested that, you know, this may not have an immediate resolution. Now, of course, it could happen today with my luck. He'll probably sign about five minutes after I post this podcast, but this is the type of thing that I wouldn't be shocked if it went on a little bit longer because there are lots of different considerations here. I mean, this is also the first time Dalvin Cook's been on the open market and I think that there's something to be said and I've heard this from players before who've never been free agents before. It's something to enjoy when you have an opportunity, when you've been on the same team your entire career. Now you have a chance to kind of reset things. You have a chance to think about what you want out of your career, where you want to go. And you also have teams that are kind of laying out the red carpet for you. It's a nice deal, especially when it's something you've never experienced before. So you're Dalvin Cook. You may just want to take your time and think this through. And I think the Jets, I'll go back. I think the Jets are a logical destination for Dalvin Cook. Uh, my good friend, Michael Nania of JetsXFactor.com, wrote a good article about him a few days back. And one of the things Nania mentioned is that Dalvin cook's still a home run hitter. He's still got a lot of speed. And to me, like that's the most important thing from a running back to me, if you, if you can hit the home run, you can produce the 20, 30 yard rush. That's like the most valuable thing you can contribute. And that makes up for a lot of uh, deficiencies in other areas. I mean, I, I, I want the guy who, who can take the, who can take it to the house. And if you you know, leave a couple of four yard runs on the table, or if you're not a great pass blocker, I can live with that. And, I think that Dalvin Cook is the type of back who could help the Jets work through and kind of ease Brees Hall back into the lineup. So I think it's worth the wait for the Jets. And the Jets have a little bit. Jets don't have a ton of cap room. they got a little bit of cap room, though. I think they could fit into Dalvin Cook, maybe one other player or two, uh, to help kind of stabilize this roster, kind of solidify it as we enter the season. But we'll see. It, it wouldn't shock me if he signs today. But it also wouldn't shock me if he, we were in for a little bit of a wait because Dalvin Cook's got a pretty good incentive to, in the skip training camp. Now, head on the Locked On Jets podcast. We're going to look forward to Thursday night. The Jets will play their preseason opener. And Robert Sala gave us a little bit of an indication about what we should expect from his lineup. Who's going to play? Who's going to sit? We'll talk about it further as we continue this Monday edition of the Locked On Jets podcast. Today's episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Take, Take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet. Amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right, just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over/under to who you think is going to the first home, going to hit the first home run. And it's all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. So we're all waiting for the NFL season, and maybe you can make some money in the meantime on baseball. and Then lay. Some of that down on the Jets once autumn comes. Don't lay money down on the Yankees or Mets, though. It's been a rough baseball season in New York. And if I was uh, hosting a Yankees or Mets podcast, I'd be calling for some pretty sweeping changes. But we don't need to worry about that right now because our focus is on FanDuel. And there's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listener, first watch every day, and a big shout out to you every day. This is a daily podcast. We have new episodes through the week, Monday through Friday, and then bonus episodes as needed. Jets are continuing their training camp practices, but we now look to the beginning of the preseason. Thursday night, the exhibition season opens up, and it's not just for the Jets. It's the first NFL game of the of the preseason. Jets will face the Cleveland Browns in Canton, Ohio. It's the Hall of Fame game, so Hall of Fame weekend's coming up, and each year, before the Hall of Fame enshrinement ceremonies, or sometimes after, it's around the Hall of Fame enshrinement ceremonies, they play an exhibition game at, at the stadium in Canton, Ohio. And usually they pick teams that have some ties to the people going into the Hall of Fame. And this year, the Jets have Darrell Revis and Joe Klecko, two great Jets from two different eras going in. So the Jets were a pretty natural choice. And if you've listened to this podcast through the years, you know I'm not a big fan of the exhibition season. I always view it as this is an opportunity to get guys injured. So I normally would be against having an extra preseason game but this year my, my mind's a little bit my mindset's a little bit different and I did a podcast on that you can go back and listen to that I actually like the, having the fourth preseason game this year for the Jets because I feel like there are a lot of guys who could use some extra reps on this team and in that episode I mentioned you know Aaron Rodgers working with the receivers would be a good thing well they're not going to play in the first preseason game Robert Salas announced that the starters are sitting and that's fine you know you still have three other games. And Salah, you know, there's always this great debate in the NFL. Is it better to sit your starters and avoid injury, which is normally the uh, mindset I'm in, or is it better to get your guys' experience playing together? And this year, I probably would lean more towards number two. I'd I'd lean more towards getting the guys game reps because practices in the NFL just, I don't know how useful they are for preparing yourself for the season. I I don't think that the practices practices have become uh, so light hitting that, you don't really simulate the game situation very well. So if you want to get reps down, you may have to do it in the preseason. I think the jets actually may go to may go in the other direction, just to avoid getting Rogers hurt. And I got to be honest with you. It's it's one of those things where I think you can make an argument either way. You know, if the jets go in another way, I'm not going to have huge complaints. They do have a 39 year old quarterback and you want to eliminate the wear and tear on him. But Beyond the starters, I do think that there are a number of guys who could use reps for the Jets, and they're among the backups, and they're going to get an an ample opportunity to play on Thursday night. At the top of that list for me is Zach Wilson, because while I'm not particularly optimistic that Zach Wilson can turn it around, if he's going to, this is the opportunity to kind of get those reps. Because, you know, unless there's an injury to Rodgers, which probably would derail the whole Jets season, there's not really going to be an opportunity—there's not going to be any chance— when the, in, in, this, in the regular season for him to play. So these will be the only game reps he gets. And I know practice can work, and I, I actually am kind of an advocate for developing the quarterback on the practice field. But there's some things you just can't simulate in practice. When the quarterback's wearing the red non-contact jersey, I, I don't care. He knows he can't be hit. And I'm, I just think that there's something different psychologically when you're out there in a real game, game situation. And you know that if your offensive line blows the assignment, you're going to get hit. You know, if, you, if an offensive lineman blows an assignment in practice, they'll whistle it dead. And, you will you know, the quote-unquote sacks don't involve hitting the quarterback. You're not allowed to hit the quarterback. I think that Zach Wilson could use game reps. And as part of this is the NFL is the only, the only of the major professional sports leagues that has no developmental league. You know, there's no minor leagues. There's not even something like the NBA's. The NBA has this summer league where they take their drafted players and guys rehabbing from injuries and some other tryout players. NFL has nothing. They used to have NFL Europe where you could send players over. And in the days of NFL Europe, that's where Zach Wilson would be in the spring. He'd be out there just playing football. Because I think Zach Wilson does need to get football reps, but doing it against the highest level of athlete hasn't really worked out well for him. And doing it in a high pressure environment as quarterback for an NFL team hasn't worked out for him. I think if Zach Wilson, I think Zach Wilson would benefit from game reps, but game reps in a lower profile environment where people aren't as focused, where there isn't as much pressure. And that's only going to come in these four exhibition games. So I think that this extra game could end up benefiting Zach Wilson marginally. Now he still got to figure it out. I mean, there's still a lot long way for Zach Wilson to go. But that one extra game maybe it'll help him help boost him a little bit. And then there are some other guys worth watching. You know, Makai Becton. The Jets say that they're going to play him on Thursday night, although he might be on the pitch count. Be Becton's first game action since uh, September of 2021, where if he only played three quarters. So he, I mean, this is a guy who really hasn't played football in close to three years, and he's uh, he's going to get a chance to get back on the field and, again, kind of get himself acclimated to playing football again. And then some, some of the standouts in training camp, it'll be worth watching. Uh, Jason Brownlee, the receiver who's impressing people, Tony Adams at safety, who, by all accounts, actually may steal a starting job at the safety position. I assumed it would be Adrian Amos and uh, Jordan Whitehead, but Tony Adams is apparently turning heads at training camp right now and it's getting to the point where if he has a strong preseason and he you know, these next four games he produces at the level he's been producing in training camp, he may end up being a week one starter at the safety, but maybe a surprise starter. And you gotta find these you gotta find some surprise contributors in the NFL. Not everybody can be a high-paid guy, not everybody can be a high-profile guy. Sometimes you need somebody to sneak up on you, a lower paid guy, and just give, t- grab a job and p- play quality football. Another guy I'll have my eye on and guy who's been getting a lot of buzz of late is Jermaine Johnson. And we know that of the four early draft picks in 2022, three of them are already producing at a star level. And we know Brees Hall will get back at some point. You know, he may not be there for the start of the season. Maybe he will. Brees Hall will get there. Garrett Wilson, star. Sauce Gardner, superstar. The fourth guy is Jermaine Johnson, who had if you know if he was your first round pick in a normal draft where you you know he was your top pick you'd say okay that wasn't a terrible rookie season he flashed a little bit maybe he wasn't a, a dynamic contributor but he gave us a few plays here or there and if he if he can do that more consistently he'll turn in he'll be a really good player the problem is like we're comparing Jermaine to Jermaine Johnson to Sauce and Garrett and Brees and anybody's gonna struggle with that comparison and Jermaine was drafted to a team with a deep defensive line so it's not like he was. Automatically going to be guaranteed a starting role on this team, but guy who's really seems to be turning some heads in training camp. Now, in fairness, the Jets' offensive lines got some issues right now with some injuries, with Dwayne Brown out, and a, it was a line that had some question marks to tackle to begin with. So, something to keep in mind. But the chance for Jermaine Johnson to contri- continue a really hot start, and you know, as great as Sauce is, as great as Garrett is, as great as Brees is. I don't think Jermaine has to play at that level to be a successful draft pick. I think if Jermaine turns into like an eight sack guy who plays the run well, that's plenty good. Now, listen, don't get me wrong. I love him. I love for him to become the best edge rusher in the NFL, but I don't even think he really needs to be a star for the pick to be a good one. He's just got to be a good player because a good player at defensive end is a lot of value in this league. So, lots of guys worth watching. And even though we won't see the starters, and I think on defense, I don't see. You know, I don't think the defense really needs this to see the starters play a lot i'd like to see the offense get the starters on the field a little bit at some point in the preseason just to develop some rhythm but plenty of guys lower on the depth chart who could benefit either from the reps like zach wilson or just from an opportunity to continue a strong training camp and we'll certainly have our eyes on them we'll talk about them more this week as we get closer to to game day now head here on the lockdown Jets podcast we'll close out our show I did not like talking about this topic on Friday. I don't really love talking about it today, but it's worth discussing because Aaron Rodgers made some very strong statements about Sean Payton and what he had to say about Nathaniel Hackett. We'll discuss that as we continue this Monday edition of the Locked On Jets podcast. This is the Locked On Jets podcast here on this Monday. If you were following Jets news late last week, you probably heard something Sean Payton had to say. The head coach of the Broncos were criticized Nathaniel Hackett quite a bit for the job Hackett did last year as Broncos head coach. I mentioned this on Friday that while I don't think any of the criticisms he made were particularly unfair. I mean, Peyton pretty much said what every NFL analyst and every NFL fan was thinking about Hackett's job last year. It's very striking to see an active coach be so critical of one of his contemporaries, especially one of his contemporaries. He's going to have to play this year because the Jets and Broncos play week five. Well, Nathaniel Hackett is very close with Aaron Rodgers and you could give Hackett some credit for Rodgers being part of the Jets. Uh, Hackett's probably as close to Rodgers as any coach has been during Rodgers' career. So I, you know, maybe uh, Tom Clement, who was the uh, Packers quarterback's coach uh, when rog- early in Rogers' career, and who Rodgers gives a lot of credit for his development. Maybe he, he might be as close as Hackett, but Nathan- Nathaniel Hackett and Rodgers are very tight. And Rodgers did not take kindly to what Peyton had to say. He made a comment that was very surprising that, that Peyton attacked Hackett. He said, it makes me feel bad that somebody who has accomplished a lot in this league is that insecure that they have to take another man down to set themselves up for some easy fall. If it doesn't go well for him. I thought it was way out of line, inappropriate. And I think he needs to keep my coach's name out of his mouth. So that very strong words from Aaron Rodgers. And well, I think a lot of this is kind of just drama. A lot of it's just, you know, in one year out the other. Um, a lot of this it'll be rehashed in the lead up to the week five game. You'll hear about it nonstop. And I think it'll probably fade into the background in some ways, maybe this could be a galvanizing force for the jets. And that's, that's one of my hopes. Um, I think this time of year, this time of year is tough because you're hitting guys on the same team the whole time. And sometimes that can lead to some conflict within your team because it's offense versus defense every day. You're going up against the guys on your roster. Sometimes it can be, sometimes it's good to have an outside force kind of, Become a common enemy for your football team. And maybe that's the type of thing that'll help rally the Jets. But beyond that, one of my working theories with Aaron Rodgers. And this was true before the Jets made the trade. And everything I've seen so far suggests that we're we're landing on the good side of this. My question was always, are we going to get Aaron Rodgers who's kind of disinterested, who's kind of just cashing one last paycheck? Or are we going to get an Aaron Rodgers who's motivated, who's really fired up, who wants to prove the world wrong, who really wants to take out a vengeance on the Packers and the rest of the NFL. And everything we've seen so far suggests the latter that you, that you have right now we're entering the season with a very engaged Aaron Rodgers. We're entering the NFL season with an Aaron Rodgers who really has a point to prove. So while Jets fans are very angry with Sean Payton, and look, I can't blame you. I I don't know why he said those things that he said. You know, Peyton's claims he was wearing his analyst hat because he was, um, last year he was an analyst with Fox. So he, he forgot that he wasn't an analyst. Like it's, it's still an odd thing to say if, as, you're, as an active coach. And as Rogers mentioned, you put a target on your back when you do something like that, like Sean Payton did. But anything that like gets Aaron Rodgers angry right now makes me happy because Aaron Rodgers, right? Aaron Rodgers is kind of the guy everybody's feeding off of in the Jets locker room at the moment. And you want motivation and, you know, motivation in the NFL. It's one of those things that's easy to overstate because look, everybody's got a desire to win. You can't get to the NFL without working really hard. But you know, I, I think, and this is based on what people have told me, who I've spoken with, and what I've read from people who haven't spoken with me. You know, some if any if you can read them yourselves. There are plenty of public quotes out there. There's stuff I've read in the media, just to, that's available to anybody. You know, it's not it's not always about are you fired up enough to win one game. It's more are you motivated enough to put in the extra 15 minutes after practice to work on a drill, you know, to, to work on, you know, complete work with your quarterback on running a route perfectly, you know, adding a little bit of extra precision. These are the things that you don't always notice on a day-to-day basis, but when the game time comes, they can be the difference between winning and losing because one play here, one play there in the NFL can change everything. So while people are angry, I, I love – just keep, keep attacking the Jets. Get Aaron Rodgers as angry as possible. Get him as motivated as possible because everybody's feeding off him right now. And you, you're already hearing the stories about how things are different in the locker room this year, how people are being held more accountable with Rodgers in the mix. Uh, and that's one of the things that's always true when you get a great player. Great players do not accept anything less than your best effort. I mean, if you go back to uh, the days of Darrell Rivas with the Jets, there are stories about him yelling at practice squad receivers – and the reason he was doing it was he wasn't trying to pick on like the guys at the bottom, at the very bottom of the depth chart. He was angry with them because those practice squad receivers were on what's known as the scout team. And when you're on the scout team, you're essentially mimicking that week's opponent. So essentially a receiver on the scout team is supposed to be mimicking the receiver that Rebus is facing that week. And he was yelling at him because he's saying that, that receiver does not cut his route off at eight yards. He cuts his route off at 10 yards. So Rebus like knows, knows these receivers routes inside and out. And he's, he, held those, he held everybody to a higher standard because he said, you need to run that route exactly like the, exactly the way the receiver I'm going up against this week runs that route. And it's, it's kind of akin to what I think is happening right now with Aaron Rodgers, the stuff you're hearing out of Jets camp. So anything that motivates him to hold people to more account, I think is a very positive thing for the Jets. So you could be angry, but I think it, it's going to benefit the Jets a lot. And I also think that it's the type of thing that Jets will keep in mind when they travel out to Denver week five. Anyway, that's all for today's episode. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day is our motto. As always, if you enjoy the show, hit the subscribe button where you're watching or listening so that you'll never miss an episode. If you're listening on the podcast source, give the show a five-star review. And if you're watching on YouTube, please give this episode a big thumbs up. Helps us out. Helps other Jets fans find the podcast. Hope you have a great Monday, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more Jets.